And welcome to episode 19 of Monocle Movie Dudes. My name is Mac. My name is Sean. My name is Keith. Special guest Brian. I'm here to enjoy this wonderful trip with you all. I'm very excited. Thank you very much. This week's movie is 1994's The Raft, directed by Ted Demi, starring Dennis Leary, Kevin Spacey, Judy Davis, Robert J. Stein Miller Jr., Glynis Johns, and Raymond J. Barry. The Raft is a 1994 American Christmas comedy film. How to a plot synopsis. Dennis Leary plays an unfortunate cat burglar who is abandoned by his partner in the middle of a heist. Abandoned. Oh, yeah, you did say abandoned it. Nice. <laughs> nice. You gotta read it verbatim. You can't just, like, try to fix it. You gotta read it exactly as it is. All right. And is forced to take an irritating Connecticut couple, Kevin Spacey, Judy Davis, hostage. He soon finds that he took more than he bargained for when the couple's blackmailing son and despicable in-laws step into the picture. Before long, they're driving him nuts with their petty bickering and family problems. The only way for him to survive is to be their referee and resolve the differences before he can be nabbed by the police. Alright, so what's your guys' history with this movie? I think all of us have seen at least part of it before. I, I have. I've actually seen uh, the movie probably three or four times, though I'm sure there's plenty I've missed. Well said. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen the beginning of this movie, like the first half, I don't know, four times, but I've never caught the ending until now. This movie is my yearly Christmas traditional movie. Some people like A Christmas Story, others like The Grinch. This one's mine. I've seen this movie many times. You were the one that introduced it to us. Yeah, I was. I'd seen parts of this movie before on Comedy Central a bunch of times back in, I don't know, late 2000s, whenever they used to air it all the time around Christmas. Late at night or during the day? Oh, prime time. Secret oh. stash. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not the secret stash. Though. Oh, oh man. that would be a good one. Oh, oh yeah, that's some heavy-duty language in this yeah. movie. Yeah, I liked it. I had never seen the whole thing in like one sitting though until we did it for the show. So let's discuss the cast. See how you thought they did. <laughs> First off, Dennis Leary, who played Gus, the unfortunate cat burglar. Oh man, this guy was great. I haven't really seen too many movies with Dennis Leary in them, but if this is any indication of how he usually acts, I definitely need to take the time to check some more out because he's a riot. He is so mad this entire movie. <laughs> yeah. He mad as yeah. hell. He does a really good job, I think. I've seen a couple things with Dennis Leary. I've kind of always had a love-hate for him because <laughs> I do really like him when he's good, but when he's bad, like, I don't know, there's certain things, like, I saw Rescue Me as a show. I didn't like him in that. I've seen him... Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm Shots just saying. fired. Shots you know, fired. I mean, it's, I don't know, maybe I just didn't like the show and it wasn't him, but no, I think he did an awesome job in this movie. Yeah, I liked that show and I thought he was good in it. So whatever. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, my personal opinion. Actually. Yeah, that's, that's just I, like your you know, opinion, whatever. man. I like him in general as an actor, and I think he's a pretty funny stand-up comedian. Even if he did steal a lot of his act from Bill Hicks. I was gonna say I've never seen any oh. of his stand-up. Bill Hicks uh, or Dennis Leary. Uh, his stand-up's good. Bill Hicks is also good, and they're pretty similar. Yeah, Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks kind of just did it first. I mean, Dennis Leary did it well, even if it was a little bit ripped off. And uh, in this movie, yeah, I think he's really good. Yeah, no, he's great. He's really intense, dude. At first, I thought he didn't really fit in with the other actors like mm. next to Kevin Spacey he's like real contrast he fits the role really well it works out really well so next we get uh, Kevin Spacey who played Lloyd the frustrated husband fucking perfect for <laughs> a fucking neutered wimp pushover by his mom perfect for this fucking guy he, he makes me think of like an R-rated version of Calvin's dad from Calvin and Hobbes yeah <laughs> fucking kind of looks like him too yeah you know, seriously or like the father from Daria or something yeah uh, yeah yeah, he was awesome. He's got the 
that uh, you know velvet fog of a voice, but he can still he can belt out them cuss words just pretty well. Oh yeah. yeah. You feel the fucking just hate that he has for his <laughs> wife and just the whole rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's really fits the bill. And next up we got Judy Davis who played the wife Her Caroline. Name, was the reason. character's name? She was awesome. I thought she was really good. I thought she played pretty good uh, counterpoint to Kevin Spacey. She's the at least wannabe free spirit while he's like the uptight clenched butthole of this movie. <laughs> uh, something about her, maybe it's just the Christmas Association reminded me of the woman that played the wife slash mom in Home Alone. Kind of. Yeah. Maybe they both just have red hair and they're both Christmas movies, but something even I'm thinking about her acting. They both have like similar personalities. Her voice yeah, or pretty, something. Yeah, they're pretty I've never really seen her. I don't know if we're I thought yeah, she was means... really good, and I was kind of wondering why I haven't seen her in more movies. Maybe mm -hmm. I have. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if I have, I don't remember. I mean, at least lead role. Yeah. But, uh, I thought she did a pretty good job. She, she fit the bill real well. Yeah. I remember when I said that like three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so we She's cut. reiterating. God damn. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Hey. Good, it was a good comment. God damn it. Take the compliment. Hey, imitation <laughs> is the sincerest form of flattery. So next we got uh, Robert J. Steinhoister. I mean, that's Steinmiller. Junior, who played Jesse, the little oh, shithead son. This little fucking brat. I this wanted to give him a titty twister and the worst Indian burn. He's I wanted to give him a swirly. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's a fucking pawn. Flush his ass. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that kid was fucking clever. Yeah, but I thought him. he seemed like kind of like a whiny little. He was. Bitch. He was. A he small reminded me. Brat. This whole movie kind of reminded me of Small Soldiers. That might sound weird. But, that no, I was thinking I Small think. Soldiers big time. But 90s movie, uptight parents, little dickweed son, a lot of people yelling and arguing with each other. House um, is similar. Big it's house. Like upper middle class people. Yeah. yeah. This kid. I mean, I guess he did that well, but the character was like, yeah, kind of. Like he played well. a little shit, but he did play. Well, oh yeah, there. yeah. Just <laughs> thinking of like the close-up scenes on him, and I was like, this kid deserves a fist in that face. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you're gonna like split up? What? He's the kind of kid that you <laughs> would run man. up to and bully and just like dump him in a trash can. <laughs> dump I his would. Books. I would spit on his face. <laughs> I mean, it in. He was a yeah. brat and a total like. Mm, and you're right, fist to the face. I agree with that. Punchable. But he was fucking smart. What was I mean, that? Yeah, because he, he was. He's yeah, no, he making was. Was, hundreds he was, of dollars. Yeah, he had the fucking dough. Money. Hand Dude, over fist. Right, man. He was an IRL Eric Cartman. He was. <laughs> he had money. Yeah, for, was money for days. Yeah, dude, for a couple. Anyways. It was amazing, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> What's that kid's name? Michael Kunis? <laughs> Frankie Muniz? Frankie Muniz, that's it. He looks like Frankie Muniz. <laughs> like, yeah, like a little bit. Fuck? Like a way more bitch version, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Malcolm was a real bitch boy in some of his later seasons. Well, he was the middle child. He had an excuse. There were two middle children. Uh, Reese was, too. Yeah, he was just a right. fuck up. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but Reese was kind of the older, though, because, I mean, their older brother had been gone, at least for the entirety of the show, pretty much. This is another podcast, I guess. The oh, middle, the yeah, Malcolm yeah. middle class. I'm like, <laughs> All of this out. We'll yes, see what no, happens. Maybe. I don't Just cut know. all this out. Can you repeat the question? You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. And you're not so big. 
Life is unfair. <laughs> wow. Well, anyway, <laughs> next up was Glynis Johns, who played Mother Rosemary, or whatever the hell her name was. The elderly mom. I'm waiting yeah. for my Kevin mom Spacey's to, mother. I'm waiting yeah. for my mother to evolve into this mother. It's only oh. a matter of time. <laughs> I don't, see, I don't, I, don't, I don't know your mom Can't that wait. well, Keith, but your mom is pretty awesome. She is pretty awesome. I cannot dispute that fact, but goddamn. But by the same token. <laughs> by the same token. You can't have the yin without the yang. I, mean, you know? I mean, she gave me the idea to bury eggs for Halloween. <laughs> That's right. No, I thought she was awesome. I kept thinking of Superstar the whole time. <laughs> and I thought she was going to like go into a whole thing about how her parents had died and stuff. And, like, just was it the same actor? It. Yeah. Yeah, I knew she looked familiar. She yeah. was like fucking just mega bitch supreme. Oh, man. Like, she I played would, it so well, dude. I would crazy. make I would like make a Harry argument. Potter character. Would, <laughs> yes, yeah, she's, she's fucking Professor fucking Umbridge. Rita Skeeter, dude. <laughs> I would make the argument that she's probably the most evil character in the cast. Oh, by quite in large film argument, history. <laughs> <laughs> Top 10 countdown, rotten old people. Top 10 anime villains. <laughs> Top 10 tentacle anime villains. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> tentacle cast. Play the fucking Scatman John. Anyway, so wait, are we going to talk about the other mom here? Oh, yeah. No, I guess we didn't. We called her an anime villain. And then went way off on it. Yeah, she was. banquet beer, man. It's so festive. I have quite a bang. Banquet tonight. She uh, was. Like she, I don't know. To go back to the story, she seems like she would uh, enjoy a fine banquet beer. She probably would. I'll drink to that. Maybe yeah, fucking, she is. No, she would enjoy a fucking all in, bros. Hockey. Touch tips, bro. Yeah, touch tips. <laughs> touch tips with it, bro. But just don't cross the streams, whatever you do. No, that's a total platonic reversal, dude. <laughs> total brotonic reversal. <laughs> Yeah, we all wind anyway, up with inverted on, yes. dicks. Yeah. <laughs> vaginas. I guess that is an inverted dick. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, thousands of miles Mondo, away. This is the monocle way. Welcome to the club, Brian. <laughs> Not since the days of Dune. <laughs> We've seen chaos like this on yes. Mondo's set. Yeah, she was good, but she was also bad. I fucking she hated a, her character. She was an evil woman. But that, oh, was, yeah. the, that was the But it was a good performance. It was so. a good performance. Oh, yeah. My God, I fucking hated that woman in no, that movie. No, it was good. You really did want to do what Dennis Leary said, which was drag her by the end of a truck, you know. Yeah. I just want to hit her just one, just one time. <laughs> fucking it's hate not her. worth it. Fucking hate her, Lloyd. I know fucking loan sharks that are more forgiving than you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The lines. I love so that. Good. Like, the way you said I, it's not worth it made me think he thought about doing it himself. Maybe uh, he has. Maybe he has later <laughs> the fuck times. out. <laughs> Previous holiday weekend. Dexter, like fucking shut up, mom. Dex Santa in this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh spoilers, spoilers. We're getting ahead of oh, ourselves. Oh, oh, we still oh, gotta oh, get oh. through this. Oh my god. Uh, oh. So next we got Raymond J. Barry, who played the head like cop guy. Was named Huff. He was having a rough time, man. He's he having was... a shitty night. <laughs> he really I was. thought he was hilarious. Yeah. The only sort of intelligent character in this movie. Like, yeah, he, he kind of was. The movie, I wouldn't say the movie, but definitely in his job. Oh yeah. Oh, and sure. that yeah. goddamn police like department. Undeniably, yeah. <laughs> I liked him. I made me think of Jaws. Like, I bet he used to be, like, a big city cop in, like, if not, like, Hartford or New Haven, maybe New York City, and then, yeah. like, he's kind of getting close to retirement, so he wants to take it easy, become, a, maybe the chief in, like, a small town. A suburban and he's town just for white folk. For very wealthy people where there's hardly any crime, and he's probably just bored to shit and sick of these rich assholes' problems. He got a uh, Nicholas yeah. Angel. He was making his whole department look bad, so they reassigned him to there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, like, the best cop 
co-op in like New Haven, so they sent him to this by place. by Father Christmas. <laughs> oh, that should have been in the movie. That's why he's so The second most painful thing I've ever experienced. Oh, no, this guy was good. His performance was solid. He's, they, yeah, they don't build him good like character this. Actor. He, 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 yes, he performed his role as appearing to be a very competent man very well. Yeah, he's probably a competent man. <laughs> well, I just looked at it like, three times. Jack. Yeah. You never, oh, yeah. She said you never went well, three what? times. Well, wait, wait, you go, you go, you're it's going ahead. Yeah, yeah, but there's no context to the joke, so yeah. nobody's gonna know what it means. Exactly. I hope. Some people will get it. Know who All you right. are. The people that have already watched it. The people under the stairs will get it. <laughs> oh, they will get it. <laughs> we know they're tuning in. What's happening over here? Doing the beer prep. You and me, buddy. Toe to toe. <laughs> we're, toe to, we're toe to toe. Just don't cross the streams. It's all. I already we're said not, that. You fucking just copy everyone. You plagiarist fuck. I didn't even fuck. hear you say it. I'm sorry, Keith. Pay attention next time. I know. God damn. All right. God damn it, Barry. You freed me. <laughs> so let's get into the brief history of the ref. Screenwriters Richard, Richard, really? Screenwriters Richard LaGravanese and Mary Weiss, the siblings-in-law who co-wrote the film, used their families as inspiration. Uh. They were both Italian-Americans who married into <laughs> Jewish families who had a lot of large holiday dinners. Oh. Marie Weiss thought of the idea for the movie after arguing with her husband and thinking, wouldn't it be great if there were a third party to step in and referee? Weiss and LaGravanese took the idea to Disney who bought it within 20 minutes. <laughs> we gotta think about it. We have to get it. <laughs> Sold! Yeah, they, right. they didn't hesitate. <laughs> Ted Demi had previously worked with Dennis Leary having directed his 1993 stand-up special No Cure for Cancer as well as several bumper ads that aired on MTV which were the basis for casting Leary. The Ref was the film debut of actor J.K. Simmons. The movie was shot in various cities around Ontario, Canada. The original ending had Dennis Leary's character Gus turning himself into the police to show Jesse that crime doesn't pay. What? Yeah. Test audiences disliked the ending, so a new one was shot just two months before the movie premiered. Ted Demi later admitted he regretted making the change. The ref was made with a budget of $11 million and made how much worldwide, as if you can't see the screen? $11 million. I want to say it made $24 million. Yeah, I don't remember it being like too mainstream. I'm going to say $16 million. It probably made like a little bit of its money back. I don't remember this movie getting played up that much. I'm going to say... Say 22 million <laughs> made 11.4 million oh, in wow. the United States, including 3 million in its opening weekend. Unusually, for a Christmas movie, it opened on March 9th of 1994. Oh, that's probably why. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I don't they, think many people were in the mood for a Christmas movie. They should have just held yeah. off on it until like November. Yeah. Absolutely, put something else out. So, a little bit about the director Ted Demi. American director Ted Demi was the nephew of fellow director <laughs> Jonathan Demi. <laughs> Gassy man. Uh, he's reaching critical mass. Gas bag mag. <laughs> reaching levels of gassiness that shouldn't even be possible. More gas. He's gonna blow! More gas than your body has room for. <laughs> yeah, Pennzoil. Um, American director Ted Demi was a nephew of fellow director Jonathan Demi. Ted Demi was also known for such films as Beautiful Girls, Life, and Blow. Demi died of a heart attack, possibly related to cocaine use, in January of 2002 at the age of 38. Jeez. Oh, wow. 2002? Yeah. When did Blow come out? 2000, I think. Or huh. maybe 2001. Huh. Huh. Coincidence. Maybe. You, maybe. Oh, got some ideas. Oh, maybe oh that was real cocaine on the set of Blow. That's what you're saying. Oh my God, confirmed. Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the moon landing was fake. You're fake. <laughs>
Huge. I am fake. Thank you for pointing it out. No, you. Do I need to cry in my pillow now or later? Now, please. I don't know. I can wait, I guess. Um, God damn right. Whatever that means. <laughs> Movie's Oops. made by Touchstone. This was a third Touchstone film. Oh, yeah. That, there's a little... Jesus. I was the one who told you that. <laughs> I was going to say there's a little tidbit in the history of Touchstone. <laughs> yeah, Touchstone is actually a brand of Disney, yeah, which I didn't realize until I read up on this movie. Look at that sweet Touchstone logo. That 90s touchstone logo again. Not seen since the days of cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> and we get some choral singing. It opens up on such a romantic image of Christmas and like that time. It's of got the like year. this really cool kind of like Christmas hip hop beat sort yeah, of. Yeah. It's it like, it reminds me of. You guys ever heard those CDs that were big in the 90s for like a minute? And it's like they'll take a. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of those things. They take like a popular song and have like Gregorian monks singing it. Like uh, Enya's stuff. Yeah. Or All like, of her uh, shit. I remember. Or like, if they did one with it was like smells like teen spirit by Nirvana, but it's like <laughs> that wasn't on Kids Bop, so I don't think I heard it. Uh, all I listened to was point. Kids Bop as a child. Now <laughs> that's what I call music. That's all I listened to today. What, that, what are they like? Now that's what I call music, like thirty-five or something. Oh, it's like it's, like, it's in the fifties, I think. No it's higher than that. Yeah. It's like in the eighties, I thought. I know wow, they, that fucking escalated quick. In the thousands. Over nine thousand. What nine thousand? Like when I worked at the record store it was like 50 something so by now it might be maybe in the 60s in the uk they've actually had the nows well they probably cassettes back then since like 1982 wow. so they're like up to yeah. probably 200 by now <laughs> now cast. so yeah so <laughs> the now cast <laughs> 538.com Way to go guys It's like Christmas chorus singing With like Techno and stuff <laughs> With like a Vaguely kind of hip hop beat yeah. on it We get like this Really cool Tracking shot Of this guy Dressed yeah. in black Head to toe And he's got like A black hat on Looks like yeah. Freddy Krueger But yeah We're just tracking him Following up to the uh, Police station right The opening scene Is it's setting up The whole It's Christmas It's Christmas Because it uh, hands As people, people are People like, running around Talking Oh yeah But there's Christmas a man in black using. A mysterious man in black So there's like A tracking spot that follows him and then it like, I stops didn't catch on that. some kids it, and that's right. when their windows and they show like a Salvation Army guy and he looks like way better than the ones around here and like <laughs> only two so people like a, yeah no he's it. like really well dressed looks like yeah. he'd be in the Nutcracker he looks like he'd be in the Navy okay. in the Navy <laughs> you can serve your fellow man he's a macho macho man <laughs> yeah, he's ringing that bell and he's non-stop with this bell he stays at the YMCA we have a panning shot up goes to up the, to Dr. Up. Wong marriage counselor the sign it actually is played by the actor B D Wong. Coincidence? I think not. We see the beginning of their whole marriage counselor. You can tell, stuff. like, with the first sentence he utters, he's already like just so tired of dealing with these two. Like, you can hear the <laughs> yeah. strain in his voice. He's trying to stay calm and collected, and uh, these guys are just dumping their problems desperately. Yeah, and then they, you can tell between yeah. the husband and wife, Lloyd and Carol, that they're not interested in each other. They're not loving. Like, it. They're like kind of turned away from each other. And oh yeah, no, yeah. They the both best, have their arms the, crossed. The best line yeah. in, that, in that whole scene, though, is when, he, when Kevin Spacey's character says how can you just admit that so cavalier oh, no she yeah. was talking about her um, affair with Lloyd oh, yeah. okay but she had a dream with Lloyd in <laughs> Lloyd's head on a platter with his being dick served in his at ear. a restaurant yeah. with his dick in his ear and, and the, the waiter says don't eat the dick it's just a garnish yeah. <laughs> how could you say that so casually like you were asking for a glass of water and then she does say that she's like actually I would like a glass of water please thank you they're there they don't want to be there and like she can't well, accept the blame for her actions like she doesn't take any responsibility for anything really I think she is trying to 
work through it, and I think she is engaged in the therapy. And I think it's more of Lloyd who's not interested in trying to do anything. He's clearly not interested in what Dr. Wan has to say. He thinks it's unhealthy to talk about dreams with dicks in your ear and talk about infidelity so casually. Well, she was talking he's, about it at dinner parties. He's yeah, I mean, there's, there's a time and place yeah, for everything. The, uh, I don't think at dinner too far party. in the other direction. I don't think he really wants to be there. Well, you see a little bit later that basically he wants to keep the marriage together and she wants a divorce. And I think she's more interested in, ironically, even though she's the one that wants a divorce, is more interested in making it a more functional relationship. And he just is really stubborn about it. And I think he has the added bitterness of being the one that was cheated on and doesn't want yeah. to let that go. I mean, that's easy being a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's not owning up to any of his shortcomings. He's not opening up at all. Yeah, I'm, oh yeah they both have a lot of problems. I'm actually very happy. I'm a very content yeah, person. Yeah, and he's clearly mm. not. He looks like he's going to shoot himself. You know, he's <laughs> not a satisfied person. He just doesn't want to admit it. They're both to blame. I like that, too, about this movie. As we get further into it, they don't give you a clear villain. They don't give you anybody yeah. to really root for or root against. Everyone's really gray. They both have their pros and cons, I guess. It just kind of goes on like that for a bit. They argue with each other. The counselor gets more and more frustrated. He tells them to lower their voices, and they both give him a 21-gun salute and say, Fuck, Fuck you! you. Oh, yeah. That's when we cut to... Uh, Dennis Leary as yeah. Gus. He's a oh, hacker yeah. on steroids, and he uses the internet hate machine to break into this house. <laughs> like, looking back what? at this like, even, even then, when I saw this movie, like, so long ago, I was like, you can't do that. With what the fucking computer box he had, or whatever the hell that was, you can't hack a fucking security system like that. Maybe I don't believe I don't know. I don't even remember the hacking, really. He does. He, he connects some weird machine to this big house's security system, and that's what cracks it. I don't really know what the hell it was supposed to be or how it worked. Oh, it's fucking... I mean, he's well, Doctor Who. To throw in some hacking information here, I mean, technically... <laughs> You're a resident I, expert if, hacker. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not... No, no, really I'm definitely not a sword. hacker. I mean, if he was to hook up and receive Can't any of the packets that are being sent between his home box and their All home up. office, where the security information is sent through, he could then actually gain access to some information. That's true. And go through there. Say home box But they don't show any of that, of course. He just hooks in it's and it TV, shows he has HBO. access. And yeah. he's like, oh, hey, boom, boom, look at that. Oh, I'm in. So he cracks open the safe only to get sprayed with cat Piss. Yeah, we hear a cow go, Row! I'm wondering, is it like a weird thing with like we're doing we had to milk a cat? Is there some cat's <laughs> dick like hooked up to something that makes it spray piss? Or did they just decide to add a cat sound effect to their piss alarm to make it more funny? Uh, is it, they said later this guy was a lover of animals and we what? don't know how deep. Yeah, he's oh yeah, how deep is your love? <laughs> the floor opens up and it drops him into the basement. Yeah, to then find a dog that probably stairs. ate the cat. This scene was great. It like, totally reminded me of the people under the stairs. We had the Rottweiler. We you were very critical of the dog acting in House Under the I Stairs. I was. How would you rate the dog acting in this movie? Somewhat better. I always had this memory of the dog cracking open the billiard ball. Like, holy shit, imagine what happened to my nuts. And I, and I couldn't remember something bad. And I couldn't remember what movie it was. And I was like, oh, it was this. Because that's how it sets up. The dog. Run. He's stuck on the billiard table. There's a dog barking at him. There's oh, this yeah. vicious looking Rottweiler. He fucking grabs the pool cue and then he grabs the eight ball or the nine ball it was like the yellow striped one yeah he chucks it at the dog the dog just catches it in his mouth and breaks it open like a fucking jawbreaker oh, the look on his face was so funny like he just couldn't fucking time. believe it <laughs> he was like oh fuck because yeah. he thought it would like go chase the ball and shit like, like his facial expressions throughout this whole movie are great and they cut back and forth throughout these scenes with the marriage counseling and the burglary they mentioned that Lloyd's mom owns everything and is charging them 18% 
percent interest on their loan, which is absorbent by the way. Like that's insane, robbery. isn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean, even in 1994, like interest rates were higher than they are now, but they weren't anywhere. Eighteen percent is like the highest they ever got, and that was like 1982. That's like one fifth. Like that's almost one fifth. I don't know why I know that. This is a lot. There's a part later in the movie where he pays her the amount, and she goes, "Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're I mean, we'll have to see what happens with interest rates. This is way further. That's why I said that. Right now, that's all we know about the mother. So it's like already she's kind of like, well, that's shitty to do to your son, right? Yes. Before we even see this woman, you know she sucks. She needs to get laid by a linebacker. Oh, man. Because uh, they, they were talking about how the son was running like an escort service. Some risky business type oh, of shit. Yeah. And he fucking gave out, he gave out the grandmother's <laughs> phone number. Of that old time rock and roll. <laughs> Wrinkles rule. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Parents rule. <laughs> Yeah, that's when the scene ends with the simultaneous fuck you. And it cuts back to Dennis Leary. Like, he uh, gets the idea to uh, take the gems that he just stole and use those to distract the dog, which the dog goes for. I don't know. Can you train dogs to protect specific objects? Oh, it's a dog. Uh, I could say yes. Yeah, I, mean, I bet you could. If you just give them poison stuff to have, they'll protect their favorite thing instinctually like we would. Dude, I saw the just... weirdest video with a dog. So this dog had a Gumby <laughs> toy, right? I'm going to probably cut out all uh, of this. Wait, wait, Gumby toy. A gum this Gumby like, toy. Like that, like and the, then, the like, the owner came into the room dressed up as Gumby and the dog just freaked out <laughs> and was like so fucking happy and I was like oh my god that's yeah. insane it understands like, that's so weird have feelings yeah too. absolutely but man. yeah they're definitely intelligent animals with certain depending on the breed so anyway then Gus gets bit by the dog he tries to get away the, the dog he doesn't fall for it like he goes for the gems and then he sees that Gus tries to take off bites him in the back of the leg which I would imagine would hurt quite a bit oh yeah hell yeah he doesn't have much of a limp though throughout the movie yeah it was probably just, it was just a flesh wound, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just a, just a flesh surface from flesh. the dog that cracked a fucking nine ball into pieces. It just grazed him, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just barely touched him, dude. It's and okay. uh, Murray, his drunk ass getaway driver, his seat takes off. <laughs> we should have talked about this guy. I thought this guy was great. Yeah, guy played yeah, Murray. He, yeah, Gus is like assistant crook. He cuts in and out throughout the movie. Yeah, he's not he in is. as much as the others. Gussie, Gussie, <laughs> where the hell are you? How do I know it's you? Because we're gonna tear all the hair out of your balls one by one. They stopped by a store, Lloyd, Lloyd and Caroline. Girl. was like, you should just get a divorce. You could say, I was unfaithful. And he's like, you were unfaithful. <laughs> and I know that's why I said it. it. So no, you it. said it like it wasn't true. It is true. <laughs> yeah. He has no, the a very good point. Yeah, no, the band is great. <laughs> the lines are so sharp, man. Yeah. It's so good. My thought about this movie was that it could have worked in so many other mediums because it is mostly just watching people talk. I felt like it could have been a stage play oh, yeah. or a book or even like a radio drama. I thought a lot of the cinematography and staging was a lot like a stage play especially yeah. the later scenes in the yeah, house oh yeah so, i think it would yeah. work great on stage Should try to get the rights to that bring it up here man yeah that would awesome. be really cool I'd opera house see that. yeah i would see it ref the musical yeah <laughs> the ref on ice yeah now we're cooking <laughs> disney on ice yeah touchstone on ice yeah, yeah dennis leary's gonna touch. be in the new kingdom hearts yeah <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah the smash brothers <laughs> Yeah, it's like a crowbar. One of your taunts is just you tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> like rated M for that one character. That's yeah. it. Like, everything else is normal. They did with him what they couldn't do with Snake. What a travesty. Anyways. Uh, I have a gun. Alright? Because I have a gun. 
I get to yell. <laughs> no one else yells because no one else has a gun. Well, she goes into the store and Gus walks in pretty soon after her. And you hear this ridiculous argument about eggnog. This woman just like is so mad because they don't have any eggnog. Yeah, just giving it to this oh, cashier. Man. Oh, yeah. That's typical though. I really like that nice touch of detail because that's like spot on. Oh yeah, I mean, I can vouch for her because you know what? I don't buy eggnog. It doesn't <laughs> have high fructose corn syrup. I mean, if it does have it, I don't buy what it. What the fuck I are you talking about? I can see it given to a character. I'm not getting all pissed off and angry at someone because I don't have something I want. I suppose so, yeah. yeah what the fuck? I know I've been in that situation too where I worked at a store and so we just didn't have something and they just somehow wanted to make you just do something about it. Like, I'm just going to oh, shit man. one out. Dude, I don't want you to shit one out, but I want you to get one in the store in the next two days. So I, I mean, I've worked it. customer service and I wish you had an option to tell them to kick fucking rocks. Get lost. <laughs> That's what you can do. I have no more eggnog. Go Get put the fuck rocks out in your here. toilet. Terrible oh. people. This whole <laughs> movie kind of has like awful that sort person. of vibe to it, where nobody is really a nice person. I kind of like it for that yeah. aspect because yeah. it's like it's a lot more real. I it feel. seems like a stressful time of the year. It, it is a stressful time of the year, and it's pretty well telegraphed in this movie. Yeah, it's, they did a good job. Nice. I think it's, it's weird though because you're saying it's they're all actually kind of assholes. Yeah, but everybody. they're all really likable people. Not all of them, because you can. A lot of them are really likable. You, yeah, can, you can relate to them. Well, I mean, that's most people. Everybody you know probably has things about them that you like and that you don't like. Gus uses this as an opportunity to stick up Carol. He's yeah. like, take me to your car. Twirls <laughs> 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 his mustache. <laughs> Gonna tie you to the train tracks. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do it. <laughs> Go into a closet and, and do then it. the movie just ends. It's fucking over. So next week's movie, A Lizard Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Watch a woman get pregnant by a lizard. Come on, yeah. come all. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so they get taken hostage by Gussie. They're driving oh. on. Oh, Gussie boy. <laughs> oh, Gussie boy. Oh, Gussie boy. <laughs> oh, Gussie boy. Oh, Gussie boy. Oh. They start bickering about street signs and stuff like that. Who's driving who now? Oh, yeah, because Kevin Spacey's character runs the stop sign. Mm. Some guy's like, asshole. Because Gus is sitting in the back going, stop sign, stop sign, stop, stop sign, sign, stop sign. And it's amazing how these people, like, even in any situation where they feel like their lives are threatened or anything, everything still takes a back seat to them oh. hating on each other. Oh, yeah. did there. But, yeah, it cuts to these pissed off rich people going into Chief Huff's office there at the police station. They are all up in arms about the burglaries that are happening and everything, and he just wants them to get the hell out. Yeah, he's like, go home. Go eat some fucking Doritos and get fucking lost. <laughs> some Cheetos. Doritos sound good right now. Yeah, they kind of do, don't they? Yeah, the only time you people call me up is when you're, you got kids playing in the yard, you're faggot dogs are humping each other. Without anybody's permission. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that was a fucking great fucking response. <laughs> so why don't you call your attorney friends or your general district friends and get the hell out of my office? And this guy's like, I'm gonna call an emergency meeting of the emergency committee committee of old Baybrook or whatever the hell. And you're gonna tell my friend, he's an old golfing chum of mine, that you hit into a water hazard and you're way over your head. <laughs> but what's the deal there? The state police are gonna take 
over like the robbery situation? Um, that happens a little bit later, but uh, yeah, okay. I think it's the Stadies take over from the local cops, even though Huff's were, doing fine with it. They were the first ones on the scene. Just to make him look bad. First the highway cops, now the local cops. And they go to Lloyd and Caroline's house. Which yeah, is a nice house. Uh, there's a roadblock, and he's oh, like, yeah. oh, fuck, security check, take me to your house. But oh. before that, we get like a little thing with this teenage boy developing fucking naughty Yeah, we cut to this, um, like this military academy, and uh, you can see people getting ready, leaving for Christmas, and he's in his red room, which I don't yeah. know if that's standard issue for uh, military dorm rooms. Oh, well, for his Does it have case. a dark room? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He's guy. got pictures of J.K. Simmons with topless ladies. Oh, yeah. It's getting <laughs> steamy in he's his closet. He's using blackmail him. The cops find the piss mask. The other cop, Phil, he's like, oh, man, I thought it might have been semen. He's <laughs> like, oh, Phil, you should get your head checked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when the uh, district attorney or whoever the fuck tells him that the state cops are coming to take over the case. And then we uh, cut back to Lloyd and Carol's house. And they run to go shut off the alarm. He demands them to get him some rope so he can tie them up. And then he yeah. asks about security. Security and he's like, so what do you got here? What's going on? He's like, he wants to know all the ins and outs of this well, place. case in the joint, too. He's like, you guys yeah. got some nice stuff. Yeah, and he wonders how they made all that money. We have an antique store. And, of course, Caroline's like, oh, his mother owns that. She owns everything. <laughs> like, so? <laughs> and that's when he gives him the line about, you got no guns, so no yelling. They start bickering again. Again, yeah, they just can't other. stop badgering. So, yeah, he drops that line. The only person that can shout is the one with the gun. He asks Lloyd if he has any rope. And he's like, what for? He's like, I'm sorry, Lloyd. Am I applying for a job? <laughs> Not for the fucking questions. Got any fucking rope, Lloyd? <laughs> he says that they don't, and Caroline is very helpful and tells him that they got some bungee cord. This is good. Oh, yeah, which I thought was like, that's silly. <laughs> that's yeah. a goofy gag. And it cuts to Lloyd's asshole relatives eating because they don't want to have empty stomachs when they get to the house because apparently Caroline's cooking is awful. That's We'll get there, I well, guess. Well, she took a class. Oh. That's why the cooking got better. She got that Scandinavian cooking class. Oh, that's right. Oh, I didn't pick up on that line. Yeah. yeah. Right. He listed it off earlier when he was in the counselor's office about stuff that she finishes, but she never starts. And like oh, okay. uh, existential philosophy. Photography. Photography. Uh, so she can take a picture of uh, boiled herring to question the meaning of life or whatever the <laughs> hell. Send it to Facebook. To complicate <laughs> the Instagram. So they talk about yeah. fucking diarrhea at this fast food restaurant. Well, it's a husband, wife, and two kids. And the husband is Lloyd's and brother. And Lloyd's brother's wife is saying, the last time you had Caroline's cooking had diarrhea for a week. Yeah. And their son's like, you had diarrhea for a week? Awesome. Car Mom like slaps him across the head. <laughs> Don't make me nuts today. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. She played the perfect prude, dude. She oh, did a oh, yeah. Really good job. The family and the mother. The son is like, I hope that Aunt Caroline and uh, what's his name? Have another fight. They're fights they're, are they're, bitching. Their fights are bitching. Yeah. So it cuts back to the kitchen and he is tied up. Lloyd and Caroline with the aforementioned bungee cords. And yes. they are still just bickering mm -hmm. back and forth. They just cannot stop stop arguing with each other at all. Like, and Gus asks him, what's the worst dive bar around here? Because he figures that's where Murray is. Yeah. And they both have different answers. So you know they're like both secretly drinking because they yeah. drive each other so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the little things like that that make me uh, like this movie so much. Yeah, like nice attention to detail. Like It's a really solid script. Yeah, yeah, very good writing. Yeah, so he calls up one of those bars that was mentioned and, and asks like, for Murray and nobody responds because Murray's being shy, I guess. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, is there a fucking waste of life? 
wife named Murray. <laughs> Murray answers his phone. He's like, Gussie. He asks him, how you doing? How you doing? He's like, oh, my leg's a little, my leg's a little sore after running fucking two miles. There's no fucking car waiting for me. <laughs> he can't fucking and he like, into and he guy. like uh, smacks a phone against the counter and everything. And Kevin Spacey's yeah. like, is anything wrong? <laughs> Don't I love that. That's a great <laughs> Yeah, he tells him to get a boat by 10 o'clock yeah, One of my favorite things is he asks, Murray, you been drinking? And he's like, no. And he moves his drink away from the phone. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he won't hear his drink. <laughs> like the ice clinking. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's trying to talk to him. Uh, Carol and Lloyd, they keep arguing. He keeps doing stuff to shut him up, like threatening him with pots and pans, spraying the fucking hose on the yeah. sink at him. <laughs> oh, finally. yeah, he hoses him down. And Gus tells him to steal a boat. He can hotwire a car. Now wire a boat. I don't care if it's a fucking barrel as long as it floats. <laughs> Reference to the Hobbit. So Gus grabs himself a drink. He takes like a bottle of champagne out of the fridge and just chugs like two thirds of it. <laughs> just slams it down. Yeah. And it's like, got any cigarettes? And then uh, no, we find out that Carol. I don't smoke. And Carol just. Quit. I love how Caroline. smug he was when he yeah. said that. <laughs> Carol like, just quit. Mean, such a smug yeah. asshole, this Lloyd guy. <laughs> Fuck you, Lloyd. Gus does not believe Caroline. It's like ah. He just quit, huh? He just starts walking towards her and just like, stares so, at her in the eyes. Where are they? He knows. He just quit. You got a pack of smokes. You got one There's of your somewhere. fucking shoes, man. Where are they, huh? Come yeah. on, Carol. Behind the chessboard. She's like, oh, I said I wouldn't smoke in the house. house. I didn't say I would quit. No. I don't inhale. I just take a few drags. Yeah. Bullshit. What's That's the point of that? Yeah, he just tips them both over in their chairs. <laughs> and he gets it out of her that she was lying. And Lloyd just has his triumphant smile on his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until he looks over and goes, Lloyd. Did you see that stop sign? You saw a stop sign, didn't you, Lloyd? Yeah, huh? takes his gun out and yeah, points, yeah, it right points it right his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, I saw the stop sign. Yeah, you're a fucking liar, Lloyd. I like that. It's like you're both fucking liars. Go fuck yourself. Capital L, lowercase I-A-R, period. He notices that he smells like piss. Lloyd does. Like, did you have an accident? They notice also that he's been bitten on the back of the leg, and they ask what happened there, and the dog, Cannibal. cannibal. You got yeah. bit by Cannibal? His name <laughs> is Cannibal. She tells him where to get some band-aids and stuff, and Lloyd just thinks that she wants to fuck him. Yeah. She's like, let me bang. <laughs> uh, let me bang. Here are my motherfucking dicks. Holy yeah. shit, man. The <laughs> sirens have been going off like crazy. Oh, yeah. I saw an ambulance uh, go by yeah, a couple. It's the main dragway. Mondo Cool headquarters under assault. Get down. Raise the shields. So we get this really like kind of low-key scene where Caroline and Lloyd are on the bed and they're kind of arguing but then they kind of start playing nice a little bit. Despite all of their bickering, they still have feelings for each other, I guess? Well, they're tied together. Like, I'd say skin to skin, but I mean, they got clothing on. It's close to close. Yeah, so they're tied they're in like an intimate position. Now. They're facing each other. Feel like, a little heat. Well, it's vaguely, friction rubbing against that's each that's other. It's like vaguely sexual. So when the scene starts, Lloyd is still like complaining about the fact that they're tied together uh, in the bedroom after she helps him get some band-aids. And she responds, though, with, well, at least I got us a comfier spot. I mean, but it's so, like, true. But the doorbell. Show the optimism in Carol and just the negative and Lloyd, I mean, he's just a better guy that's just bottling yeah. up his emotions, dude, all day long. Maybe he needs that linebacker. <laughs> I, I mean, that's oh, the same. Get <laughs> plowed by an 18-year-old linebacker. Or to cut to a completely different movie, American Beauty, where he wants to, like, Overrated. he fantasizes about having sex with 
19 year old. No, not even that. She's like 16 or so, 17. It's like one of his daughters. It's fucked up. Emily's not that great. My unpopular opinion. Do you remember the most beautiful thing? Oh my god. I like when he's like. Put that bag over my head and suffocate. Even God. And to quote family, even God. Oh, come on, it's a bag blowing in the wind. You want to see something incredible? Look at your intestinal tract. It's pretty shallow of a movie, but anyways, the ref. We'll review that another day. Yeah, we should, yeah. actually. That'd yeah, awesome. I think that'd be a good episode. Shawshank. Shaw Dank. Dude, Shaw Dank. Bertrand. Shaw Dank Inception. It's <laughs> my sequel to both of those movies. <laughs> that, this is trademarked. All it's of this not is only a mind yeah. fucked, but it's also a body fuck. They never touched Andy ever again. <laughs> Andy went into another dream. Uh, <laughs> I'm going deeper, Leo. <laughs> you can't have that without that. Sorry. That's true. So the doorbell rings and it's Santa. It's George dressed as Santa, their drunk friend apparently, with a loaf of fruitcake. He's not drunk yet. I wouldn't say fruitcake, but I would definitely say I would. Uh, he's a real nut bar. I call him a fucking. He showed up with a fruitcake and I he just, mentioned. I, I would just call him a drunk man from another time. He's not really drunk right now though. He's no. Yeah, right. What? Right now he's still just a man from another time. The way he what acts, other time? Older time when he was in his he's, prime. He's Santa. Oh, out of the ages. Was he prime time? Like 19 fucking 40 or whatever. He, 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 so anyway, it shows it with some fruitcake and it sucks. Have you guys ever had fruitcake? Yes. yes. Yep. Is it bad? Yes. I've never had it. Really? It's awful. Why? Imagine like... It doesn't taste good. Imagine it's... really shitty sponge cake with jujubes in it. It's oh. pretty much... It's basically like really dry ass shitty bread with crappy ass dried fruit in it that doesn't taste like anything. Because fucking fruitcake sounds like the best shit in the world. Doesn't it? Right. I remember it having awesome. a piece. We'll it's make like... it right, goddammit. Yeah, you, me, and Keith, and Macklin narrating the whole thing. Yeah, we'll make yeah. fruitcake great yeah, again. The minute by minute. <laughs> He gives them a fruitcake. He asks them uh, about their son, about uh, how he wants their chess rematch. And he makes this really weird, seemingly out of place comment about if uh, their son had seen the Jesus from their uh, church nativity scene. I, I guess it got stolen. Turns out he did steal it, you see, a little later. Because after that, Gus is kind of like scoping out the place and uh, checking out the house, kind of getting an idea of who these people are. He sees the family photos. And then, yeah, he finds the wooden baby Jesus in the son's suitcase. He also sees that they have an original Chagall. Oh, yeah. They don't yeah. appreciate because they're rich bitches. Only uh, Carol doesn't appreciate that. Because Roy it does. Because it reminds her of her mother-in-law. Yeah. Just staring at her every time she walks yeah. But we do get to find out that Gus is an art lover. Really yeah. cool. He's got a bit more culture to him than, than, than a common seem. thief. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a really cool trait for yeah. this kind of criminal. But I mean, from like he, a blue -collar he background. is a safe and a jewel thief. He obviously has a taste for the finer things to steal. So he, I feel like he yeah, would but for money. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is but for money. Like, but the Chagall part, I feel like he really actually appreciates art. Yeah. That's why he was so impressed by it. And so unimpressed with her, he's like, you got this thing fucking hanging on your wall, you don't even fucking appreciate it's it. fucking people yeah. make me sick. <laughs> and she uh, tells him they weren't always like that. Like, she kind of gives him a little bit about their backstory. They used to own a restaurant. Like, An Italian yeah. restaurant. And he's like, what are we, girlfriends right now? Do I give a shit about any of this? <laughs> oh, this great. Wow. Thank you, Jenny. Shut up. Jenny, I got... Number. Jenny, uh, I got yeah. Hey man, good song. It's solid. And we come back to first of several times of George Santa Man again hanging out at the party and doesn't want to drink too much milk because he's lactose intolerant. <laughs> well, he's already kind of oh. giving kids because they're all swarming around him like eat the cookies, Santa, eat the cookies. He's like enough with the cookies, yeah. kids. <laughs> Santa's lactose intolerant. 
Do you know what happens to Santa if he drinks too much milk? These horrible gas pains. Oh, you want Santa farting down everybody's chimney all night? <laughs> Ain't a pretty sight. Santa was mean to me. We cut to that teenager who was in the dark room earlier. He's in a limo yeah, now. Yeah, Jesse. He's uh, Jesse. hanging. Jesse. Jesse. Yo, Mr. White. Jesse, get out of that limo. We have to We have to cook, Jesse. <laughs> With a Christmas batch. Jesse, we've got to cook all night. All night, all day. It's a fucking marathon, Jesse. We're going to bring cookies down everybody's <laughs> cookies. We're going to bring <laughs> crystal down everybody's chimney. Jesse, it's a stocking star. Why? Didn't Breaking Bad have a oh, Christmas great. special? It should have. Were there any Christmas related episodes? I don't think so. I don't remember any. It was a full year, wasn't it? That yeah. Show. Yeah, it felt like way more than that. So I, there must I thought it was more than just a year. Maybe it was a year and change. Because remember there's one episode where you see the 50th birthday bacon. Can I cut this all out? And then the other, and then the other <laughs> episode where there's the 51 bacon. And it yeah. went beyond that. So it was maybe like yeah. a year and three months. But it wasn't that long. Wow, I always thought it was like five years or something. It, like was 50, it, was, it was 52. If you're talking about like... Oh, so it's um, like two years. Season when he's at the Denny's and he arranges the bacon. He's 52. Oh, he's got, we got Jesse sitting in a limo. He's out front of the house. Like he's on the same street, I think. And he doesn't want to go home, obviously, because he knows he's got to go home to Lloyd and Carol. Yeah, so, he, so he offers shit. the limo driver a 50? Yeah. Just to drive yeah. him around Just the block a few more times. Yeah. Whatever, kid. It's your money. My last toll. I gotta get home. That's when Lloyd gets a boner and I think it's before that. Oh, but and they're trying to break out. And they, yeah, they're trying to that. wriggle free. Right, it's the yeah. friction! Yeah. Alright? It doesn't feel like nothing. <laughs> they kind of smile at each other. They go to Smooch and Dennis Leary is like, Lloyd, Lloyd you, you animal. animal! Oh, yeah. That was good. He asks him, why aren't you gone? He asks him back, well, have you heard the fucking phone ring yet. There's like this thing about his name. It's 18th century French Huguenot. Yeah. Chasseur. Chasseur. <laughs> we cut to like this big crazy roadblock and Lloyd's family is going through it and they're talking about How can they do this to people on Christmas? On Christmas Eve. How could this happen to me on Christmas? How ah. could this happen to me? <laughs> you know, it's like these <laughs> shitty people. It cuts to the girl in the car and they're talking about like, oh, there's a criminal on the loose and the girl goes, maybe they'll catch the him and let him Christmas. free. In the spirit of Christmas and the mother's like, this is the spirit of Christmas. Christmas is either good or you go straight to hell. <laughs> She's like, who would let somebody go on Christmas? She's like, the Republicans. I don't know. Republic was that like a Watergate joke? I kind of like the smirk that the mom gives the kid, though. She's that was like, a good one. You cheeky That's tasty beer. It was a good beer. So Lloyd asks, like, Gus, why doesn't he turn himself in? You're not a killer. You're just a criminal. You just Ugh. steal shit. Well, he tells him, what do people like you do anyway besides drive around your Jeeps and play <laughs> tennis and shit yeah, like that? Why do you even exist? Massacres, like, like rampage and, and like, you're a, He's like, well, you're a criminal. What the hell do you do? He's like, fuck you, Lloyd. I got a skill. I'm in the game, man. I do yeah. something for a living. I work yeah. for a living. What yeah. do you yeah. game I have a change. purpose. What do you do except fucking take up space? <laughs> you think that I'm happy being who I am? You wouldn't think I'd rather be a rock star with an 18 pack with a 24 hour erection? You think I'm glad when I look in the mirror? You don't oh, see with me with a gun in my hand. You don't see me <laughs> sleeping with somebody the else. The witchy banter throughout oh, yeah. this whole movie. It's fucking great. It was. It was it hard really to take is. notes on because this movie is really all dialogue. It's so yeah. dense too. But it's like, crazy. I, I found a hard time just taking notes because I'd be watching. And I'm like, oh man, it's great. Yeah. Oh fuck, I forgot to. Re oh, I don't remember. It's too good. I don't want to miss the whole. It kind of sucks you in, man. Like, yeah, it's it good. does. It's and how everything movie. just kind of slowly escalates. To quote uh, Peter Griffin, "Fucking seven thumbs up." That don't make no sense. <laughs> so Jesse is home and he dumps out his briefcase full of cash under a floorboard. Yeah. Like, bedroom. Just like, like Mr. White, dude. <laughs> yes, He's putting his cash in the it's floorboard. It's meth money. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like oh. you stupid fucking fucker. <laughs> Except Bye. he would definitely not be a Jesse. He's more like a cabana boy.
Oh, Cabana Boy. Cabana Bitch. Oh, Cabana Boy. <laughs> the titular Cabana Bitch. Those hot bitch. dogs are bad. I don't, don't really like touch the cooking that. oil. <laughs> I need to rub it on my bones. He does. Oh. Jesse comes. <laughs> Gus gets the drop on Jesse. He economizes. He ties Lloyd and Carol to the bedposts and he uses the bungee cords to uh, tie Jesse up. Jesse asks him, What smells like piss? This is a running thing through this whole thing. What is up with the piss smell? Only we know. It's pretty fun to be, have that omniscient yeah. power. Uh, over everybody. Yeah, ironic, really. <laughs> and he finds out this kid's got a mouth just like the parents. And he's like, you know what this family needs? A mute. <laughs> <laughs> so they tell him, hey, the cops might do house-to-house searches. It'd be bad for you. And then it cuts to the cops. They're watching It's a Wonderful Life on television. A couple of them are getting ready to leave. And oh, yeah, he's like, where, he's like, like I don't think wait, so. Wait, wait, where are you going? Get back to work. Yeah, but we get like this Abbott and Costello type crew. Every single one glasses. of them is Abbott and Costello. Like, yeah, they're all three goofs. stooges. How the fuck they get their jobs? That's the yeah, thing, it's like there's probably happen. hardly any crime in this town. So they don't actually really need good mm. cops. Well, you got all their training. <laughs> their guns probably have blanks in them, goddammit. Probably, they probably tell them they're real bullets and just fuck with them. There's clearly <laughs> yeah. a cap gun you bought it at Walmart, sir. It's, it's got like, an orange tip about? on it and it's everything. It's three inches big, what the fuck, man? They have purposely, Best pocket derringer. They have purposely trained them wrong, as a joke. <laughs> I am bleeding, making, making me, me the, the victim. victim. So they watch the tape of the burglary with uh, Dennis Leary when he's about to get shot down a slide or whatever the hell. He gets sprayed yeah, in the yeah. face. He gets sprayed in the face and mentions that right before he gets dropped down. The lieutenant gets called away for business. He tells him to watch it a few more times. And yeah. they don't know what to do. They don't know how to operate a yeah. fucking remote control. Like, Did they not have TVs in their house? Yeah, they didn't have VCRs. In 1994? Their yeah, they weren't that. VCRs weren't even though. that new. They record right over the video footage with A Wonderful Life. I don't want any plastics. I don't want any clown force. I don't want to get married to you. I don't get married to anybody. You understand that? Man, that's a really good movie. I've it never is. seen that movie. I have Are you it. kidding? Shocking confessions. Right it's a Wonderful Life. We used to watch that in my house every Christmas Eve. Yeah, it seems like a great movie. It is really good. Frank Capra, yeah, really good director. And we got some nice saxophone music. Oh, yeah, because we got Murray hanging out at the docks. Bill yeah, on the sax. Saxual relations. I liked a lot of the music in this movie. It's like really low-key, but it's kind of like a swanky... Besides the music in the credits, that was pretty bad. Oh. Love keeping me It sounded dance. like the cover girls, dude. <laughs> fly, Robin, I preferred the music fly, in No Country fly. for Old Men, thank you. Oh, yeah, the mariachi band. It's really great. That the mariachi is it. band. And during the credits, there's some music, too. Murray talks to the owner of the boat, this lady, and they strike up some kind of a deal. It cuts back to Gus in the bathroom, and he's just still listening to them bickering. It's he even worse. runs oh, the yeah. faucet to try to drown them out. It's even worse. He plugs his ears and ah, la, 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 la. There's three of them now, so it's like getting it in stereo, monorail. Now in Dolby 5.1 surround. Comes out of the bathroom. He's had enough. He's like, man, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Just go on Oprah and get it over with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oprah comes up a couple times in this, which I liked. <laughs> they turn on the TV. They see a report about all the burglaries going on on the local news. The reward has now been doubled to 200000 That's some That's nice money. Cake. He had broken mm. into some rich motherfucker's house. In yeah. The I feel like that kid. Incredibly rich dude. Could have gotten him turned in and cashed in on that 200000 He probably no, should have. he was tied up. Well, 
not for long, though. While this is all going on, while he's arguing with uh, Lloyd and Carol watching the TV. Gus gets into a fight with a smoke alarm. Because he lights up a cigarette and everything yeah, just starts buzzing. Right. What the fuck is that? And he tries to get it with a chair, and then, like, he falls in the chair breaks. Yeah, like, he steps yeah, right know? through it. Like, so that was funny. awesome. He, he really tries to, like, hit it with a broom yeah. or whatever. He swings at it with his gun. Doesn't he well, shoot it? Well, what whoa, happens whoa, 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 first? Whoa. He slides off the chair. He drops his gun when he tries to hit the smoke alarm. Jesse, he... Jesse uh, grabs it. been undoing the bungee cables this whole time. He gets the gun. Gus is like, nah, you're not gonna shoot me. It's not gonna happen. He just keeps approaching him. He's like, like, come on, can, can you get that phone for it? Get that gun? The huh? I'm gonna keep male. coming. Yeah. Keep coming. And then the phone rings. Jesse looks away. He wrestles the gun away from him, grabs him with the face, and throws him on the bed. <laughs> and then proceeds to shoot the fire. Yeah, he just shoots just it out. He shoots Jesse in the face, <laughs> and his head Jesse. explodes everywhere. Jesse, I have to shoot you in the head. You gotta <laughs> do it, Jesse. You have to die. You have to do it. Just take the bullet. <laughs> have to take run. it all. You have to come on. Jesse, we have to go back to the past. Could you imagine if Aaron Paul was Jesse in this movie? Oh, that oh, that would have been awesome. That'd be cool, man. Yeah. That would be cool. Gotta have uh, my pops. Brian Cranston plays uh, the <laughs> Lloyd part. Yeah, yeah. yeah Kevin Spacey go. part. That would be awesome. awesome. <laughs> you have Uncle Hank as a lieutenant. Nicolas Cage would be fucking the rest. We cut back to the family. Because when the phone rings, it's and, yeah, Connie. And they're eating. They said they'll over be there. The they're, aren't they eating again? Yeah, they're <laughs> eating again. It's like, we'll be 20 minutes. They're just it's pigging like, the out. So I can't wait for that food. I bet it'll taste great. Hey. Thank yeah. you. It's Suspense is building for how terrible this meal could yeah. possibly be. Jesse talks to Gus about how he has this whole blackmail scheme going at his school. It's a little bit later when he puts him in the closet. Yeah, he separates him because he keeps giving him shit. Like, Jesse's like, you know, if your partner doesn't call you, you're dead in the water. Because he's swinging the doll around and Lloyd's like, those are my mom's. Because yeah, those, those are my mom's. Those are antiques or whatever. Its head Could you be more it? careful? And proceeds to rip the head off it and then throw it to the wall. Yeah, I would look right at him at that point and been like, fuck you, Lloyd. But Jesse does impress Gus with the blackmail game once he catches wind of that. He's Not like, really. Oh, like, Gus was like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you oh, really? Like, are you trying yeah. to... Wait, like a buck he... ten? You're trying to blackmail people? <laughs> yeah, he's trying to like tell him to like, don't go down this path, dude. Yeah. It's not good. Gus tells this kid pretty much everything that uh, everyone's thinking. Uh, this kid's a piece of shit. Yeah. That sounds great when you're 15, not when you're 35 and you got a 56-year-old alcoholic partner who can't figure out why they took Happy Days off the air. <laughs> I don't Don't stop running, kid. You don't stop. part of his character. I both appreciate it because I have kids, so it's like, yeah, I'm glad of that. But at the same time, I also didn't like it about his character. I feel like he should have been like what? kind of more dark or whatever. Just, I feel like he should have been possibly... Encouraged like, swayed, his behavior? Encouraged him to try and sway him to you know the dark side why would he do that what was his motivation like he doesn't like well, it like because he kind of wants out i don't know i feel like he could have kind of oh. out thinking maybe like get him in to replace him something like that doesn't make like, sense he's not trying to carry a legacy he well just, no no but like i don't know like jesse though. could earn money and then he, gus could get a cut of that money he oh, could right. be like his contact and be like his liaison he'd or be dumb if he would trust some mm -hmm. 15 year old to, well, no, but, like, to work teach, with him that like, way take him as an apprentice to criminality that sounds like a pain in the ass though but throughout the movie, then kind of like have him sway, maybe. Or oh, but you, you want him to seduce him? That's fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, he wants to drink I don't know. I, th I thought it made perfect sense that he doesn't really like uh, what he's doing much that of a much. Christmas Hallmark. Because he just seems like somebody who wouldn't want to go 
out of his way to get some third party involved with his business, yeah. like, especially like somebody that young. Well, I mean, well, no, he talks about how Murray is his aging partner. Yeah, because he, he hates should, him. He's yeah, an idiot. He, he, should, tell he that could Gus, cut him out and become kind of like that kid's Murray. I know, but sense. you can tell that Gus is not into this lifestyle anymore. It's too no. much work. He's aging. Yeah. He can't be on the run. It's also he, like does, his, he does mention his final score. As many, um, and yeah. there never is. That's the thing. When you're yeah, that think, of work, there is no big score. You just keep fucking doing the same thing over and over. And he's pissed off, too, because he's talking about how he's like watching TV. He got all these opportunities up the ass. And what do you do? You piss and moan when things don't go your way. That's Welcome to the real world where life right doesn't always fucking go your fucking way. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Titty twister in this kid, dude. Jesse deserves an Indian bird. He's oh, a good man. swirl. And he doesn't yeah. even listen to any of it. He's like, easy for you to say. Everything goes your way. Like, give me <laughs> and a I fucking mean, break. How would you even know Which that? it's yeah. not. The whole well, fucking well, night's no, been I mean, a disaster. Well, up to this point, though, the kid's got a point. Does up, he? Up to that it's moment not going in the his movie, way at all. Up to that moment in this movie where everything kind of seems to go bad for him, he's obviously not been caught, or at least it seems that he hasn't been caught. He brags about how successful Because he's a fucking a idiot. He is. First of all, he could be exaggerating how successful he is. Second he of all, even if he's never really been caught, he's always kind of gotten away with the shit. It doesn't seem like it's a comfortable lifestyle for him. Oh, no, no I'm not going to anyway. say comfortable. He is successful at it. As successful, I guess, as you can be. Yeah, but even if you're successful at it, you can still not enjoy it. It could still but, be like an awful experience. And he says Like things, my job. See? But he says things, I think, in that conversation, I can't remember exactly what, that he seems to allude to him thinking, you know, I wish I had done something else. Especially if he's somebody like Jesse, who probably comes from a very different, you know, socioeconomic background, who yeah. had way more opportunities than he did. They're like, why the fuck would you want to do this if you didn't have to? Why, yeah, yeah, why yeah, would you squander the opportunity? You always want what you don't have. Yeah, you grass is have. always greener. Exactly, grass is always think, greener on the other side. Yeah, but he was trying to tell him the truth about what. That's just how green is that grass. That saying, though, a smart man learns from their mistakes, and a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Fucking very few people are wise. what Jesse's doing is it's acting out. He's looking for attention because no, his parents fucking argue. They're checked out. Yeah, you know, just, there's a line later yeah, on. He's at that age. You know, he just really wants the attention, and he comes from like a really shitty family, apparently. Yeah, like a as, great background, sort as, of. As well off background. as they might be, I mean, they're still dysfunctional. So he does what he should have done in the first place. He ties a gag Shot in his him. mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he locks him in the closet, and then he goes down the rule of the house. He's gonna masquerade as their counselor, Doctor Wong. The, no, Doctor Wong. No TV, tell him the cables out. No phones, tell him that the one upstairs is broken. We are one unit. I want the two of you in front of me or together at all times. And no fucking fighting because when you do, you forget about everything else. He keeps them all under wraps by telling them, don't forget that I have your son. Yeah, I'll take your kid with up. me if you fuck this up. So then it cuts back to the police station and that rich asshole Bob from before tells him basically that he's going to be fired probably tomorrow. Because the tape of his mug shop basically gets recorded over with... I don't want any plastics or crowd floors. Yeah, it makes him look like a fucking clown. The state police call up asking, hey, you got some evidence that it belongs to us, buddy. Bob says, no well. It's been swell. Oh, but it, it, that's no. where that great this, that's where that great line comes up. Though. Oh, the best comeback hey, in like hey, movie history. What is Me and your wife three times, Bob. 
She, she said you never went three times. No, I nailed your wife. Bob. Yeah, I nailed your wife, Bob. It sounded like Christopher Walken when he said that. So much like Christopher Walken punctuation. You gotta love it. These two cops who know Lloyd's brother show up at the house. Because they think that they can catch him, but they're not quite there yet. So they're hanging out in the kitchen. Murray, Murray. calls the house finally to let him know that he's got a boat. The police answer the two cops that are sitting there and <laughs> yeah. phone first. It's like, no, Gussie? Uh, As he's like, it's Lieutenant so-and-so. He's like, ah! He's just like, <laughs> Phone. Yes, he makes. Uh, <laughs> oh God, that's great. He tries again. Carol goes to get the phone. She leaves it unhung, and they're talking about how man, this guy's an asshole, making us work out on Christmas and shit, and we're gonna get him. Murray's like so disgusted that when Gus finally picks up the phone, he, he just hangs, hangs up again. <laughs> Carol asks is something wrong. He's like, yeah, he's gonna die a horrible fucking death. And, yeah. and it was around this point in the movie that I felt like Lloyd and Caroline are on Gus's side, and yeah. they really don't want him to get caught. It kind of did start to feel like that. I like think because they, they realize how much well, he's actually starting to counsel them, even though he's not well, what's, counseling them. Well, what, they all open up together. What's yeah, the term for it? Um, Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah, you, well, uh, there's that. It's Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, yeah. You start to identify with your captor. I think there's some of that. But also, I think they were getting what they wanted from Dr. Wong. <laughs> this guy. From the beginning of the week. Who was just wanted to tell them flat out, who do you think is right and who do you think is wrong? They're finally getting that from this crazy burglar. Which is actually that they're both wrong and that this is what's wrong about Carol cheating and this is what's wrong about Lloyd ass <laughs> ass face Murray calls back a third time and he finally talks to him he finds out what's been going on that he tells him that he got a boat from a friend he's like you don't have any fucking friends what the hell are you talking about <laughs> this boat needs a little work though and then fucking <laughs> Gus just loses he starts laughing he's just yeah. laughing just cracks like cracks up crazy insane rage laughter well it's not really crazy it's more subtle but you can just tell how pissed off he is. Well, aren't the police still at the house at this point? Yeah, though? yeah, they're downstairs. Because yeah, Carol like kind of dives for the phone and says, "I'll get it." Right before this whole conversation ensues. Yeah, he tells him that it'll take like an hour and a half. He's like, "Hour? You got an hour? You've got till this time." And then it cuts to Santa stumbling around. <laughs> oh, he's getting a little the, drunk on the gym Leahy scale. How drunk is he now? I, I bet he's, he's like four or five out of ten. Four or five. He's not quite yeah. at six. He's been already kicked out of the first house. Go home, George. Yeah. What would your wife think? He's like, well, maybe Santa won't give you any presents yeah. next year. And then he maybe goes to piss on their fucking bush right in their front yard. Maybe Santa and the Easter Bunny will take a fucking cruise to Jamaica and you can eat your own damn cookies. <laughs> but yeah, a little bit before this, I'm thinking like you got Gus and Lloyd on the stairs and he's trying to explain that this guy's Dr. Wong. The mother's like not really buying it that much. He's like, Wong. And he's like, yeah, my mother was Irish and your father that wasn't. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking the cops are still in the house at this point, I believe. Yeah, because they meet up with Gary. He doesn't have a gun in his hand or anything. He could just make a run for it or try to bum rush this dude or just yell and be like, this guy's the burglar. And they could have got 100000 bucks right there. I thought it was up to 200000 Good point. That's true. And they could have he could have paid back his mother too. Yeah, yeah. Right from probably there. with all that damn interest. Yeah. Well, so next that, year. So that's what you meant when you yeah. said earlier how you think that they're more on Gus's side at this point because they don't just do that. Yeah, it's around this time where I think they seem to be on his side and not There's less uh, talks about turning himself in and you're not yeah. going to get away with it. Yeah, I feel like do he's you, kind of, to an extent, he has won them over. Do yeah. you think yeah. it's genuine or do you think it's what Keith said in Stockholm Syndrome? I think it's probably... That's a good question. It's probably a little bit of both. Yeah, well, I, mean, I guess yeah, it's hard to know. Stockholm, because obviously feeling for the... She's the captor. Conqueror. Yeah, yeah no, um, the captor, that's the right word. But yeah, yeah, that's it. 
Also though, I'm just feeling genuine because he's actually helped them and they've actually- Oh, it's just friction. Don't mind my erection. Maybe that's what they needed. Erection this connection. Some guy. Yeah, they both needed a fucking 17 year old uh, linebacker. No, maybe that's what they needed was some person. They needed a bang, they're both, bro. They're telling them that they're both <laughs> full of shit. Yeah, I think so. And he's the first person who does that because like Dr. Wong, the real one, he, he just wants to explore what is eating away at them. He has a more conventional approach. He's all yeah. about the Benjamins. Don't don't fucking sugarcoat it. <laughs> He's mean, all about true. the Benjamins. It's like Michael, The more sessions, the more money. You prolong this fucking thing as long as you mm -hmm. can. But I think in his more probably official school of psychology or whatever, not wanting to put a disproportionate amount of blame on either one of them. Not uh, here to judge or to take mm -hmm. sides. Not mm -hmm. exactly doing what Gus does, which is just to totally call it like he sees it. Which is that they're both fucking wrong. I think that's why it works so well. I think you're right, yeah. So they have the traditional Scandinavian Navian Christmas feast. Oh, it's yeah, like her terrible food. No her way, dude. Fucking... This is a fat spread. We're They're wearing wreaths with fucking like eight oh, candles yeah, on them. For St. Lucien. In St. Lucien, uh, she's going to get married, but he, she gave her dowry to the poor people instead of the in laws. And they had betrayed her to the Romans. Yeah. Yeah, it goes that far back. Fucking litter on fire. But that but didn't, didn't work. Take. She didn't burn, no matter what. It almost worked. She's a witch. <laughs> yeah, and they had to stay. Stab her with their swords. He's like, geez, is this a Christmas story? The fat kid, whatever his name is, he thinks it's that's cool. Cool on Carol. Your stories are the best. They kind of are. That was a good I thought story. it was pretty good. I don't know if I'd want to wear one of those things myself. You had a point, Brian, about the wreaths. Like, all oh, you have hot wax yeah. in your head. Where's all, all that night? wax going? They're tall fucking diner candles. They're all dripping all over your head and your hair. That grandmother, as much as I fucking hated her, my had a forehead point. is she burning up. My head sweating. Bullshit. It's all the wax hitting your head. It's not sweat, it's wax. Like I, I figure the wreaths would uh, absorb catch, some of it catch at least. A good deal of it. Maybe what it's it, designed that way. I don't know if there was a hole going through the wreaths or not. There could have been like a small cap on it to keep the wax off your head. Yeah. It could be. But anyway, so they dig in and the family obviously doesn't like it. They're all just kind of picking at it going like, Ew. Yeah, you Ew. see Gus's reaction. And like, like <laughs> he doesn't shot. like it either. What like his the face heck? just drops. It's wheat grass cake or I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, and he's like, oh, okay. Seven day old Spits fish. it into a napkin. So they're playing it up. They're trying to pretend like uh, they're getting along. The mother doesn't quite buy it. She's like, I've never seen these two so agreeable. And she lets it slip that Lloyd told her about the affair. And Caroline's like, you told your mother? Caroline's not really keeping up her end of this. She's mm. getting wasted. She definitely puts like a bottle like and a half. She pours a whole glass of wine or brandy. And is like, oh, yeah, go ahead, wine. Dr. Wong. Tell us all about your treatments and everything that you do. Yeah. Go ahead. Just a bullshit <laughs> way through it. He's like, I'm yeah. moving a complex quilt of emotions or yeah. something. Yeah, the so I can deal with a lot of wackos. So you call your patients wackos. Like, yeah, like, they, oh, yeah, 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 they yeah, like it. Does that. The mom starts like grilling him about his practice and schools and stuff. He has yeah. no answer. Oh man, Caroline hates the mother so much. Yeah. She's talking about, my marriage was arranged actually. It was a, a adjoining farm. He's like, oh, what kind of farm? Pigs. Carol despises that woman, as she rightfully should. They leave the room for a little bit, because Caroline goes out to get more wine, I think. Yeah, Lloyd follows, Gus as does Gus. Go. She's like, she's a fucking 
bitch. Lloyd. Yeah, and then Gus comes in and he's like, Lloyd, she is a fucking bitch. Yeah. Like, You're not supposed to take size. You have to be blind not to see that shit. Oh, Caroline okay. says at this point again that she wants a divorce. She puts her foot down on it. Like, that's it. We're getting a divorce. Like, that's the last straw. But, like, but Carol's it. still getting out of hand and Gus has to remind her that uh, the reason you're playing along is because I have your son tied up. Yeah, that's enough to get her to yeah. play nice for And a she drinks yeah. some coffee and yep. sobers yeah. up. And that's when we see George finally leave that house, Good staggered God. home drunk. At this point, the cops are all gone too. Well, the cops at the house are. They're still doing like their patrols. And yeah, their, yeah. Uh, they finally decide to leave after things. hanging out there for an hour to see uh, Gary. They pass on to keep going. So then that's when uh, they all go to the living room to open presents. <laughs> and <laughs> Connie's like, we can't open presents until midnight. And he's like, why not? Because it's not Christmas until midnight. Well, we're going to change the rules yeah. tonight. Yeah, we're adults. getting more snippy now instead yeah. of just with his patience. Oh, yeah. He's got no patience yeah. for this bitch and at all. And he's like, you're going to be somebody's patient in a minute. <laughs> well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do it now because we're adults and we can open the presents whenever we want. Yeah, he kind of starts to crack a little bit. Yeah, that's when they go out to the living room and Caroline presents us. Uh, this is an orange marzipan cake with like a Crimes lemon. Crimson menthe and lime. Yeah. And the mother's nice. like, sounds too sweet. It's like, well, then don't eat it. She flops it on the table. Gets yeah. all over Gary. Yeah. The mom goes off on Caroline. She says she's a selfish, nasty woman who ruined my son's life. Mm -hmm. And the kids are loving this stuff. Oh, yeah, they're yucking it up. They just can't get it up. They're opening their presents. I noticed that the, the boy, he got a Super Nintendo for Christmas. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. Also gets fat kid underwear. Yeah, I had to yeah, get the husky, the husky size. size. You mustn't you let must. your weights become a problem. Oh, Dragonborn. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of mouth off to the mother a little bit. The um, aunt says something to Gary about like, oh yeah, are you going to let Gus talk to me like that? And he's like, well, he is a doctor, hun. <laughs> and then they kind of like start arguing and leave. And the oh. husband is like the most beta piece of shit I have ever seen. <laughs> he's just, he's so dopey. He seems totally clueless. Yeah. It seems like he's just beaten down to nothing. Probably. Marriage just hacking away at Lloyd gives his mom a loan payment for her for Christmas her present. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, this is for me and Carol. It's the loan payment. And she makes that snide remark. She kind of fans through we'll the have, We'll have to see Wait. what the interest rates are for the next yeah, year. Yeah, to just enforce how shitty of a person she She's is. She's so cheap and exploiting her children yeah. to stay rich. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. And Caroline's like, you fucking cocksucking whore. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <Some> a cocksucker. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> what did she, she said say? Cocks Oh, the mother says, it's what did brother. she say? And Gary says, she said cock. And then the aunt, Connie, hits him and stops him. He should have finished that line. Oh, this <laughs> woman's a right bitch. To get her like a nice wallet or something for Christmas. And she's like, oh, that's... Very nice. Oh, yes. from Gary and Connie yeah, and Mary and, and, and John. John. How thoughtful. Oh. And it's like, you fucking hag. She got them like shitty gifts. Like she got the daughter like this horrible Christmas Such sweater. Such a shitty yeah. fucking she sweater got, with a she cat. She got the boy the fucking husky underwear. Yeah. Really and that's cool. what she bank on that one. And then she got Connie slipper socks. Medium. <laughs> and they start talking about the restaurant again, right? Yeah, about how it would have worked if you could have taken your tentacles off of them. She had persuaded him or manipulated him him to show more affection towards his mother because, and open a shop. Because her husband had just died and she had to have surgery. Plastic surgery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's so vain. It too. was necessary for your son's attention, which is like a weird thing. A little strange. Yeah. She's and a the, bitch. But she says that Lloyd closed down the restaurant because of just one bad review. And he's like, well, it wasn't one bad review. It was a New York Restaurant Critics Guide. Get a bad review, you shut down the restaurant. Yeah, it said go to this restaurant for a good time fasting or yeah, something. Yeah, Hindus for recommended for Hindus that were fasting. Oh man, that's terrible review. It's not good. <laughs> that's so harsh. But she 
does have a point though. Like, no, you gave up. Other people try again. Instead of trying to improve on- What should I do? Change the menu? He's like, oh, I always had to make the decision. Because that was my decision. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never it's easy decisions. for you to say. It was all left entirely up to him. Yeah. We talked about it, but it was up to me to make the final decision. It was my say. And, then he and talks I about, said I didn't want to take money from my mother, and you basically pushed me into it. Yeah, and like yeah. moving into his mother's house was kind of her idea, but he had to make the decision. And at that point, I can actually feel for him because I fully understand that. Being it's like, oh yeah, you might talk about it with a spouse, but when it's your decision, it's up to you. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like completely if, different. And if you make the wrong decision, you just yeah, not gonna lay that shit it's, down. Yeah, it's exactly it. It's like, oh, if you make this decision and it's a failure, well, guess what? You're to blame. So it's it, a pretty like rotten thing. It starts getting a little heated. Connie's um, getting sick of this shit. I've never heard of a Christmas party like this ever before. <laughs> Sex and drugs and and then women being set on fire. Her delivery, this actress's delivery, perfect. is so the way she stutters is spot on. And her and Gary start arguing. Everyone just starts fighting, and then it pans to the mother who's just like looking around and kind of like smiling, like she's just like sowing the chaos, sowing <laughs> the seeds of chaos. Like she couldn't <laughs> be happier. She's the devil. She's the devil incarnate. She makes the claim. Well, what difference does any of this make now? Because they're kind of starting to work through their problems. You're getting divorced. Uh, yeah, you're getting divorced. And yeah. uh, Lloyd drops uh, one of the best f bombs in the movie. Mother. Is it possible for you to shut the fuck up for two seconds? Good yeah. yeah. Just, how about next Christmas I buy you a cross so every time you're feeling unappreciated you can climb oh. it up and nail yourself to it. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> that's the best. Yeah, that, yes. is so that always good. stuck with me. So she's horribly offended. Her honor's been tarnished. She it goes never, to leave. That could be like that. And that's when Gus tries to stop everything. Well, no, before that though, like everyone starts arguing because yeah, Connie says but she bags on her too. A touching heart-to-heart -heart <laughs> cigarette lighting scene. That it, once everything's getting really heated and Carol and Lloyd are arguing about who is Oh yeah, because right Carol's stressed right the fuck out. And he, he has a cigarette earlier in the scene, but then he offers one and he lights her cigarette before he lights oh, his, yeah. which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, it's yeah. like they're arguing. You need this more and, than I do. And she holds a cigarette up and he just holds his lighter to her. And he has an unlit cigarette. Yeah. It was really nice detail. It's really the little things, man. The finer things in life. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Gus's kind of response to all of this fighting. He's like, oh wow, these people really are are fucked up yeah. and he just kind of hangs it's, back and watches yeah like it it's just not just the husband and wife it obviously like is a deep seated root all going back to the mother mama. Yeah. and you can see it we can mommy. see mommy <laughs> mommy oh mama. mama my mother's a goddamn saint i believe it the mother goes to leave gus goes and grabs her she fucking gives him the people's elbow right in the yeah. ribs like actually puts up kind of a decent fight <laughs> he takes the gun puts it up to her head he's like everyone in the living room I'm gonna shoot her. And they're like, go ahead, shoot her. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Connie. They all Connie's hate her so much. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Shout out. Captain Siskel shows up. He's like, oh shit, the army's here. JK what the Sin. fuck am I, Oswald here? <laughs> that, uh, Jesse's been blackmailing. We uh, cut to him a couple of times. We see that he's got a guilty conscience knowing that he uh, cheated on his wife and he decides to uh, go to their house and come clean about it. Why he's there. Really responsible. Doing the good thing. He wants to tell Lloyd and Carol all about the exploits of their enterprising son. 
like has been doing. Yeah. He stole baby Jesus. What a sicko. Jesse gets out of the closet at this point, I think. Finally. And they show the kids tying up all the adults. Gary, Connie, and Grandmama. Upstairs. And it's like, I think that's enough. Husky kid. Is, uh, Husky boy. Is wrapping tape around his mother, Connie. Gus goes, that's enough, kid. Is Are you sure? sure? Are you sure that's enough? The grandmother is still just like giving it to Gus as long as uh, her mouth is still... Untaped. Uh, ungagged. Un yeah, yeah. She's, like, Gus says. she's like the big Lebowski in the big Lebowski. She's like, the yeah. bums will always lose. Yeah. Really? Like, she's talking about how pathetic and a waste of life this guy is. And he's got a small... Scum. Yeah, men yeah, like you are like... I'm just compensating. Men like you are just worried about people finding out how small their penises are. He's like, I know loan sharks that are more forgiving than you. Like, like I thought mothers were supposed to be nice. Nice and sweet. Sweet. I'd like to tie you to the back of a fucking truck. You don't have the balls. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, and that's when he dies. He's like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I just want to fucking hit her. I just fucking hate her guts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Has he thought about it himself of just attacking his mother? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel honestly, like he's going to run through oh, his yeah. head at least a few times. I think maybe he you know, Maybe once, he has. Like, like shoved her. Oh, the floor's wet, mom. I'm sorry. You know, just tripped her. I mean, I pledged. <laughs> she dies. Left a skateboard at the top step. <laughs> I pledged some wood floors above some stairs before. Oh, it's happened child. to me. You pledged the it, floor of your place and I fell. Yeah, well, no. I yeah, did, you tried I to kill Sean one time, I think. insane. This asshole. Yeah, he, asshole. You had he's him, the one right next to me. Yeah, you had him right into your will. a flight of stairs. Hey, you So fuck him. You've had that coming, dude. <laughs> I did, honestly, I did. No punchies on this podcast. Punch cast. Oh god, <laughs> my cast. jerk off arm is sore now. We'll have, have to switch it off. off. It's okay. Keith owes me a handy. That's true. You're good. You ain't worry about it. We're all covered. Yeah. <laughs> Got that jerk off insurance. <laughs> double Dutch runner. <laughs> 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 or wait, no, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm paying eighty bucks a month. Jerk off insurance. Believe this. Imagining you fucking getting pushed down the stairs in a wheel. Chair. Oh, Thank God I have jerk off insurance. <laughs> It's, it's like that, uh, that Cinco ad, that, that midget running up and punching you in the balls. Spinning around. <laughs> Thanks, Cinco. <laughs> so anyway, um, business hug after that. So Siskel leaves. They go upstairs to get Jesse because they're gonna start doing house house searches. Uh, Hasn't he already kind of broken free? Yeah, he, he's broken free. He's getting Caroline's money. having a heart to heart with him. And the dad is buck wild. He's like, "What the fuck do you need all this money for? Like, what don't we give you?" Oh, yeah, no, a good point. Accuses him of being a uh, criminal and stuff. Yeah. And that's when Carol like, no, don't stop. He's your son. I think that's what Jesse was craving the whole time. Was Actually having some fucking yeah, parental yeah. guidance and emotional factor. Yeah, for his he's just looking he's straight for with him. He finally, plead, he pleads with Gus, take me with you. I'll give you a cut of the money. And he's like, you're a fucking idiot. Don't start running. Once you start, you never stop. Caroline, she's having a heart to heart, but they keep coming upstairs to tell her that something's going on. Oh, yeah, they gotta get the door. Yeah, oh, the door. it's George is drunk Santa. Yeah, they get downstairs drinking the eggnog. The the and he goes, hey, wait a minute. You had a gun, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, because Dennis Leary and Carol and Lloyd are there, and they're coming down the stairs, and he's just standing in the way. Like, he realizes that he's got it. Hey, he's just like, hey, that burglar from TV. He's like, he just charges at him. Well, he's like bitching about, oh, every year we bring you fruitcake, and, and you, you give us, give us nothing. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't take me. I'm Santa Claus. He's charging me. He does that chunky, like, Gus, the fucking haymakers of race. Knocks his ass out one yeah. punch. It's a Star uppercut. Floors him. Yeah, flash you know, kick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally floors him. You're right, Mac. He's like, well, 
well, great. I just knocked out Santa Claus. What a good guy. You know, he could have just shot him in the face. I but should. he didn't. He didn't need all that, though. A whole corpse on his hands. Yeah, but you know how people can get. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Especially around the out. holidays. He yeah. wanted to kill Grandmama. Look at the, Remember that guy from One Magic Christmas that it. shot up that yeah, bank? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Think about that movie. So think Santa's about Die Hard. I was thinking about Die Hard a lot. That came up on my Facebook feed, actually. It was like episode three. Mondo Cool Christmas Classic. I reposted it. Yeah, I saw that. Crazy episode. Yeah. People like it, though. At least I have a dude in Ireland. Yeah, Ken. Ken. So the cops are surrounding the house. They're doing the house-to-house searches, and they finally come up to that one. They're trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do. They don't know how they're going to hide Gus. So Jesse and Carol are, like, giving out suggestions, like, rapid fire. We can do this. You can hide there. You can do that. You see the tears turning in Lloyd's head. Yeah, Lloyd's just staring out the window. and You got the lights reflecting off his face, and he has to make a decision right now. It's up to him, like you said Yeah, like always, the decision is always up to yeah. Lloyd. And this time he prevails. He sends like, right his 15-year-old son to guide the like, fucking criminal that's been holding them hostage all night to take him through the woods. Yeah, at this point, this is like one-star deduction. This seems yeah. to be against Lloyd's character overall. What you brought up is it's, it's an illegal thing to do. And yeah. you want to encourage this life of crime with your son. So this is, yeah, I didn't think of it as being against Lloyd's character necessarily, except for one aspect, which is that he basically kind of sends his son out to guide him through his escape route, which yeah. is illegal. I mean, it's aiding and abetting a criminal, where he's already so worried about his son's burgeoning criminal career at yeah. military school, to the yeah. point that he had to send him to military school. But Lloyd says, what, am I going to send everybody I care about to prison this year? And it's like, he cares about this burglar? After, like, three hours? Yeah. Know, it feels like he cares more about the burglar than his son's future. He, like, wants to have sex with this burglar. <laughs> Linebacker! Yeah, he wants to get fucked by a 35-year-old burglar. That's why he was so uh, angsty against Caroline. He was projecting his own emotions onto her. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing, though, is he really felt like this guy did that much for him. Maybe he, he could tell that Gus wasn't an awful dude. He was just yeah, forced was a, into this lifestyle. He was a decent guy. I mean, the thing is, like, as far as criminals go, he didn't actually feel physically hurt anybody. He, he could have shot he them did and things. left them for dead, but instead he tied them up. Uh, he went through that whole fucking dinner escapade. He did things, as, as I think, as cleanly as he could because I think, like he was saying, he usually doesn't wind up in situations like this because he's so mm. good at being a criminal. He hardly ever has to interact with people that he victimizes. And in this situation, I think he kind of did things as humanely as possible. As much of as tough guy as he tried to act like he was. But yeah, yeah. would he really... That is the question, I, I guess. Just I feel like Lloyd, after he had opened up, he finally broke that bottle that he was like tapping into and he told his wife off, he's told his mother off, he told yeah. everybody off and at this point, like I feel like he would also turn this guy in. You know what? Fuck this guy who's ruining our dinner and shit. Like I'm gonna turn this guy in too. But he might have gotten shot at that moment too. Yeah. Like as soon as he opened the door you know, Gus might have just shot him in the head. I don't, who knows? Could have happened. But I feel like, yeah, the only way around that I guess is maybe that he felt like his family members were the big problems in his life and this guy wasn't really and even helped him settle certain things with his family so he's like I don't have too strong of a feeling against him we don't really get insight into that but maybe he does feel like emotionally better and he's like more forgiving now that he's, he's like he throws him a bone because yeah. he did him a solid yeah. and worked out some of his issues or at least get yeah. an idea of yeah. how to go about finishing on working those get some of these but, things out in the 
open. But yeah. it seems appropriate anyways, thematically, for a Christmas movie. That yeah, that's true. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it kind of works. I don't know. What they do is they take drunk George's costume and they dress up Gus. They send him out. They run through the woods. They manage to get away. Lloyd and Carol, they buy time by uh, arguing oh, about yeah. where the hell they went. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, arguing about the destination that the criminal is going. He's Sheriff's like, he's going to Yugoslavia? Going... There is no Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's what he said. I heard him say that. Yeah, and they try to buy him more. We can go down to the precinct. No, 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 that's, that's yeah, the all cops right. Yeah, because yeah, they're like, oh, I don't want to deal with these people's because bullshit. More, yeah, more cops come in and they're like, what's going on? It's like, we're working on it. <laughs> well, but then it, after that moment, it's just Lloyd and Carol on the stairs. Should we untie the family now? No, not just yet. Yeah, let's, let's wait until morning. morning. It's, it's more, more festive. festive. I kind of like it where it's not a complete 180 where everything's fixed in Jiminy. Like, there's still problems, but they're working on it. It makes it a little more Which real, I wonder I if this is actually going to heal the relationship or if this is just an exciting night that kind of brought them together temporarily and the problems will persist in the future. Well, I thought the things they were saying to each other earlier when they're all arguing together in the living room with their family, it seemed as deep as some of the things they said might have cut. It was like things that they had been holding back for years yeah. about each other and the way that they were feeling. So I think that either longer term, let's say a year after this movie, if these were real people, either it would have healed them quite a bit by being able to get things out in the open, or it would have just destroyed the relationship by getting things out in the open. One or the other. I don't think they're going to be in the shitty little place that they were together in a year. I think they're either going to be a lot better off, or they're just going to be apart. Separate. Yeah, and that's yeah. probably what they needed, because it's clear at the beginning that they're not healthy communicators no. at all. No. But sometimes, you know, aggressive approach is the best approach. Sometimes you just got to, like, get it out. Yep. If you just do it, then yeah. things start happening. Yeah. It really helps when there's a mediator like the ref. A lot of times if you just come out aggressive, you can walk away or things can get you more can really hurt somebody. But you know, yeah. when you're tied to two chairs and a man's pointing a gun at your face calling you both liars, you kind of can't deny anything. Jesse and Gus, they make it, they're on the street. They almost get pulled over by the cops. They're uh, like, they, hey, George, oh, curfew, George, go home. They say their goodbyes. Gus swears he's never going to fucking have kids. <laughs> Gus gets on that boat with Murray and that random woman yeah. is sailing Murray's away. Murray's only friend. We close out on Gus just unloading on Murray one last oh, time. Yeah. He asks, oh, what'd you get me for Christmas, Gus? <laughs> he's it's like, like, presents. Pres you want to talk about presents? Your present is a giant fucking cannon, all right? <laughs> You're gonna climb into it. Yeah, take it and shoot you out. It's a fucking jersey. <laughs> I'm gonna go, go out, jersey. Gonna pick I'm up gonna all the pieces, pieces, okay? You'll put it in a bag, light up my fucking fire. <laughs> gonna watch the fucking Charlie Brown special with your hashes eating my fucking house. <laughs> and then it closes out with Gus. What's that smell? <laughs> One last piss gag. So that <sighs> is the ref. The ref gets a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 3.3 out of 5. Gets a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb and a 3.21 out of 5 on Radio Music. And how would you guys rate the ref? Honestly, with the ref, how everything turned out, I would definitely give it 8 out of 10 thumbs up. Just the character development, the story, how much it reminded me of my childhood. It had a total package. I really enjoyed it. It's a good movie. It's a good Christmas movie. I'd definitely give it uh, 8 out of 10. All thumbs right. up. This movie is great. There's a reason why I watch this movie every year for Christmas. I love it. I love the pacing. I love all the characters. I find it hard to find fault with this movie. I don't know if I'm biased or not, but I would give this a 5 out of 5, I think. Oh, like, Oh, this wow. is... <laughs> 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 
like you guys make a good point that one part at the end which is kind of out of character for Lloyd it's not enough for me to uh, really detract from that movie enough to make it be anything other than a five it's funny I highly highly recommend it that's for me I was surprised with this movie it's a lot of fun to watch all the performances are really fun to watch the casting is really good everybody fits their respective roles and it works really well the cinematography is really good a lot of the staging of the shots are really interesting the script is airtight the way it escalates and all these things coming together towards the end the situation is getting more and more out of hand is a lot of fun to watch and be a part of yeah other than that hiccup at the end maybe it doesn't work with the characters and the situations but it works thematically and yeah, it's fine you think it's probably because like you said it changed the ending maybe that's why it feels like so out of place it was part of the newer ending that they had to crap out at the end probably yeah. but I feel like it fits like I feel like it works in the movie overall I'd probably give it like 3.5 Four, probably four stars. I recommend this around Christmas time. It's not for the kitties. The language is oh, very definitely hard. not. But get yourself some spiced eggnog, some rum in there, and uh, well, it's enjoy it. It's a movie that actually relies on acting, like, like opposed to a lot of Hollywood bullshit. Now like, there's no theatrics. Serious acting. like stage presence with all of these performances, and it really is a lot of fun to witness. I enjoyed it a lot. I'd recommend it to most people. A lot of people around this time of the year would probably really enjoy it. It's a good one because it, it kind of the mold. And yeah. it really They're does a good sad. job of representing the stress of the holiday season. It's kind of a stressful movie seeing where it goes. It's a lot of fun. I'd give it a 4 out of 5. Yeah, I'd give it like a 3.5 to a 4. The acting was excellent. Uh, the plot was good. Dennis Leary, Kevin Spacey, Judy Davis, Glennis, whoever the hell <laughs> uh, were all fun to watch. God damn, no one did thumbs up? No, uh, never, we've never done that. I give it hell. one thumbs Just. in the middle. This movie was interesting in that it kind of felt like it could have been in a lot of other mediums like it felt like it could have been kind of like a stage play or a book or a radio play video it game. was yeah a goddamn <laughs> game <laughs> telltale can make it i want gene wilder and mark hamill in the game yeah the main in characters the stage. Play, we can't do that anymore gene wilder's dead i know but i'm just thinking of who idiot asshole fucktard fuckhole bitch tits testicles dick Montana. Jimmy Montana. Jimmy Kimmel is what you want. It was mostly watching people talk, but it worked really well. And what you're saying about this movie doesn't seem like it would be made these days. You might be right. I mean, in the 90s, there were a lot more movies that were made for like, say, in the 20 million budget, 10 million, 20 million. And these days, there's a lot of movies made for around 100,000 bucks and a lot of movies made for $200 million and not a lot in between. And I feel like yeah. this is kind of the movie that we don't see as much anymore. Not Do you miss really. it? I miss it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. I miss it the was kind of movie. a nostalgia trip, but at the same time, it wasn't. It felt very not dated. And I was consciously watching it, like knowing this movie came out 22 years ago. Yeah, and the technology's and, different. But instead. it just it didn't feel dated very much at all. You're absolutely well, there's, right. There's, yeah, there's, there's no like CGI. There's no crazy theatrics. It's literally a story of what happens still to this day. Shitty fucking marriage. Dealing with your family. Kid, and then the fucking average burglar that's stops in to fix you very happens every day you know <laughs> yeah that kind of thing happens all the time out here in the woods yeah, you guys want these beers i'll There's have one how many are left there's two do you want one i've had four i'm so. having another one yeah, you can have another one.
Yeah, I'll take one if you're offering. Yeah, that's what all I had to say, I guess. The ref. So next week's movie is Lizard Baby from 2004. So in the meantime, visit us at MondoCoolMovieDudes.com. With that many O's. <laughs> yeah, just the one. It's an optical illusion. We're our illusion. We're also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, the YouTube. If you want to see a full list of places to check us out, all at go to Mondo Cool Movie Dudes slash links. We're also on Facebook.com slash Mondo Cool Movie Dudes and we're on Twitter at Mondo Cool Movies. And you can email us at Mondo Cool Movies at Gmail. Gmail.com. Yeah, Jinx. Jinx. You owe me a coke. Oh, fuck. Bitch. Should have pinched you. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time for Lizard Baby. Thank you. Bye bye. Bitch tits. Bye bye. And Merry (laughs) Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate. Yeah, happy holidays. Happy Happy holidays. holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy festive. Happy go. Fuck you. I wanted to say Kwanzaa. I beat you to it. Harambe. Happy Chinese New Year's, motherfucker. Happy Harambe. Merry Christmas. Fuck you. That's the supported holiday of the Mondo Cool Man. Oh yeah, Crimbus. We're all up on Crimbus. Merry Crimbus. What am I gonna get? What am I gonna get? What am I gonna? What am I gonna? What am I gonna get? Crimbus. Mondo Cool. Where's the stop button? Right there. Shut up. Montreal